Hello, welcome to 2022. You're listening to the C to Z movies. My name is Colin. Uh, I'm the C. Uh, with me is Zijan. Hello. Z. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Zijan. How uh, how was 2022 so far? Uh it's it's okay. Good. Um, good. I did a run yesterday, and I'm Ooh. aching today. So I guess that's something. I'm not too sure. I think I put on so much weight over COVID. That's probably it. Yeah. Uh, no, it's another, not a good thing. Another feeling. Another thing. <laughs> the diet starts as soon as I finish all the chocolate I still have. Yeah, there's a lot of it. I've got a lot as well. Um, I see that you put on uh, 365 films that you saw last year, Colin, on I, Facebook. I did it, Zijan. I watched 365 films last year. Um, it was. I, I, it wasn't exactly a target, but the first, what, three months of the year of lockdown, I just watched a lot of films, and then I just kept watching films, and then I realised in summertime, mid-December, if I really pushed this, I could get to 365. So I watched uh, four films on December the 30th and seven films on December the 31st. Jeez. Um, the shortest films I could find. <laughs> even even so, right, seven films, that would that would take about... It was, At least it was about 12 ten, hours? Uh, it was about 10 hours of, of films. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it, was, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't much fun. <laughs> but for some reason, I decided... Because well, I didn't want to be the, the loser who only watched 362 films in a year. No, of course you don't, <laughs> yeah. But couldn't you choose, like, good short films to watch? I mean, I've seen the least. I know where this is going, Zijan. I know where this is going. Um, <laughs> I've never seen Bride Wars. And, uh, and you'd spoken so highly of it. And Hathaway's got. If I, I remember reading an interview with Anne Hathaway, and she was she was talking about, well, she was promoting some other film that was coming out like a, only a few months later. I can't remember what it was, and she basically fairly openly trashed Bride Wars in those interviews. <laughs> uh, anyway, she's got great hair in that film, so that's that's what I'm saying. Well, well I'm glad. I'm, 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 I think she'll be happy to hear that. Yeah, I mean, the rest of the film doesn't have much go over it, but she's got great hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's got a, it's got a young Chris Pratt in it. I didn't know who was in that film. So uh. mm, it was. Uh very when he was just mostly playing douchebags back then yes yeah mm. yeah yeah. he was playing a lot of them probably still does to a certain extent but uh, but more <laughs> more lovable ones mm, exactly yeah. mm. um today it's uh we're, we're looking forward to the, the films of 2022 we're looking back it's my favorite podcast of the year you know why i don't do anything because it's podcast because <laughs> you put minimal effort in um <laughs> But uh, you get to enjoy uh, the C to Z Awards, the annual awards ceremony. Yes, they're uh, the best things ever. We've got to look forward to. Uh, we're also talking, uh, or sorry, doing a quiz on the films of Roland Emmerich. Uh, we're talking a little bit about American Beauty and much, much yeah. more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we say much more. I'm quite glad there's not a lot of movie news because we've got a lot <laughs> to get through. But what, what movie news have, movie news? What movie news have you got, Zijan? Uh I think the, the biggest one over... Uh, this whole holiday period, etc., is that Spider-Man No Way Home has just crossed the one billion mark. Not bad. Making it the third fastest film to reach that mark after, as you expect, Avengers Infinity War mm. and Avengers Endgame. Which, in COVID times, I know they came out a fairly good time for COVID-wise because before Omicron got huge, but um, is a phenomenal, isn't it? It is. It really is. Uh, it is apparently Sony Pictures' highest-grossing film of all time. I say apparently like I'm surprised by this, but I mean it's Sony Pictures. Like, what else have they done that's good? Um, uh, other <laughs> into the multiverse. <laughs> In, into the Spider-Verse. That's it. Uh, yes, no, that was a great film. Although well, probably didn't do too well. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 absolutely swept away. And not a surprise. I think that it's done very well. But maybe a surprise that it's hit a billion so quickly because I say a lot of people. Are, 
reluctant to go to cinema. This is what happens if you put a film out just in cinemas rather than putting it out on streaming as well. Oh. Do you um do you watch Chinese films, Zijan? Not very often. No, because I'm looking at the top ten movies uh, for 2021. Yeah, they're all from China. And they? basically, yes, Spider Man is now number one, but um, numbers two, three, and six are all um, Chinese films that I've never heard of. Yeah, I, I read that as well. Was Spider Man Far um, No Way Home uh, released in China? Uh, I don't. Because Shang Chi wasn't. Shang Chi was. Oh, was it not? Was it? No, you're you're right, don't you? Yes, there was um some controversy. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But that was the reason why Shang-Chi's global box office wasn't that high to begin with as uh, well because uh, it wasn't released in China and China is by and large the largest um, consumer of Marvel cinema. So um, if it wasn't released in China and it breached the 1 billion mark for Spider-Man No Way Home, I would, I would be even more impressed by it really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not no. been no, it hasn't been. It's one of uh, one of the very yeah. few to go to a billion. That's phenomenal because yes, the, looking at the top time, I mean the one behind it is a film uh, called The Battle at Lake Changin, Changjin, uh, which has got nine hundred million dollars. But I'm assuming all of that is in China. Yeah, see, that's how much money China makes, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, now you know why Hollywood is pandering to them. That, really. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Wow. Uh, well, there you go. Um, well done, Spider Man. I, I, the the rumor mill is is churning over um, what they if they're going to bring back spoilers. By the way, spoilers for Spider Man. Uh, briefly, if they're going to bring back Toby and Andrew again, uh, we talked about this last or well, we did a, a, our podcast mm-hmm. on it, and I think we, well, you thought they wouldn't. I thought they would in uh, multiverse. In multiverse, the rumor is that Sony are eager to find a way of bringing them back. I, 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 it won't have the same impact, will it? If you do it no, a second time. It won't. But, and no, Sony being Sony will probably ruin it again anyway. They'll so. bring it back from Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, in other superhero news, Michael Keaton is going to be in Batgirl. Uh, it's been confirmed. Uh, Michael Keaton is going to be in a lot of uh, DC films, I think. Mm-hmm. He will be uh, in The Flash as well, which is coming out this year. It is. And rumours for that one are that uh, it's Ben Affleck's last appearance, which I think we already knew. Yeah. But also the suggestion that it's going to basically wipe out the DCEU as we know it, um, which well, a lot of people on Twitter are very angry about because they love Zack Snyder, uh, even though his films are bad. <laughs> it's a good thing we do not have a Twitter account, right? We 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 do have a Twitter account. Oh. <laughs> it's just spectacularly underused. Come come flood us with our hateful comments, guys. Yeah. We like Zack Snyder. Yeah, this is the 2022 is just going to be the year of, of contro- controversial opinions. Come on, we need the traffic. That's it. Um, let me see what, what else can I say that's controversial. Um, this, uh, Bob Hope was bad. Do, do people love Bob Hope? Was, <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> Playing strange Mobile, rubbish. Um, that's, a, that's an opinion I do have. Anyway, I don't think saying Zack Snyder's DCEU is controversial either. No, I've, I've said it a lot before, no one seems to have cared. Exactly right. <laughs> What's our Twitter handle again, just in case? Uh, at CZ of Movies. Come find us, heaters. Yeah. Basically, what happens is every every three or so episodes, when I remember, I tweet out the link, and that's about it. <laughs> um, speaking of DC, Man of Steel's Michael Shannon and Anjay Trow, I can't pronounce her last name, are also added to the Flash's cast list. Hmm. Um, so it's going to be a big cast, as you expect, because it's a multiverse. Uh, it's a multiverse uh, movie. Although probably the impact is 
dampened now that Spider-Man came out. <laughs> yeah, is, is it before or after Multiverse of Madness? It's after. Okay. That's a yeah. bit of a kick in the teeth. Because, uh, yes, 2022 is the year of the multiverse, but I think uh, we're going to get a lot of that, obviously, in Doctor Strange, and this will be a little bit. Did you watch the the um, Crisis on Infinite Earths that they did on the TV? Uh, no. Because I, I, I tend to... I, I stopped watching these years and years ago, but I did dive into that one. That was a couple of years back. And they brought back loads of things for that. Like they, It wasn't like the huge names... But basically, anything that's been on TV, there are a couple of Tim Burton, there's even Burt Ward. So they kind of already done this, mm. um, and this is obviously on a, on a slightly bigger scale, and that they'll bring back, uh, yeah, yeah, obviously Keaton and Affleck, and why well, rather than bringing back um, the Birds of Prey TV series that no one watched. But uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a really fun idea, and I, I I'm very much looking forward to the Doctor Strange one. But I don't have the same love for the DC EU that I do for that. Um, even if the, I wonder if, do you reckon they'll bring back like a CGI Christopher Reeve or something? I could, yeah, I could see that. I happening. can see working, yeah. Which again, they, they kind of did in the TV where they brought back Brandon Routh playing that version. Um, oh, dear. Which was interesting. But. Huh. Uh, oh, I've done that one and that one. Uh, sorry, yes, we didn't talk much about Michael Shannon and Antje Trauer coming back, but that's cool. Okay, good. Uh, the only other thing I've got to say, Jan, is that Dwayne Johnson now has something in common with you and me. Um, and that there's no chance he'll go and he's going to be in any more Fast and Furious films. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think Dwayne Johnson out of the cards has moved on to different things. Yeah, the, I don't know if you saw Vin Diesel put out this thing on Instagram or something saying, please, please, Dwayne, come back for Fast 10. And Dwayne's like, I already said no, shut up. <laughs> yeah, that was my last video news as well. Cool. Uh, slow period, news period over, over Christmas as it always is. Um, so we move on to our segment to see or not to Z, where we talk about uh, films that are recently seen. I will not be talking about Pride Wars uh, and tell you the listener whether you should see them or not Z them. Zijan, hello. Have, have you been watching films? Well, I have watched films over the holiday period, and I'm pretty sure um, one of the films that I've watched is some a film that you're going to talk about. Okay. In this section, so I'm going to talk about a film that you've not seen because it's not in your list. All right. I'm <laughs> I'm going to talk about Encanto. Uh, okay, yes. Yeah. Yep, it's the latest Disney film. Uh, and so it's been a very busy year for Lin-Manuel Miranda because he wrote the music for these songs as well. Uh, for, for him, he wrote the music for this movie as well. He wrote the music for these songs as well. That makes no sense. Oh, um, he's, he's had a very busy year, yes. Yeah, he is. Uh, In the Heights came out this year. Vivo, Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, yeah. And now Encanto, Disney's latest animated film. None of them have done as well as you might have hoped no well, apart from I guess Tick Tick Boom I think it's done pretty well but, but well, Tick Tick Boom has rave I mean they've all have decent reviews though, yes. to be fair yeah 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 I mean like In the Heights was critically acclaimed so was Tick Tick Boom and Encanto has 94% of Rotten Tomatoes as we speak so but, but it's uh, it's been released on Disney Plus so I'll, I'll, I will get to it Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, did you go to the cinemas or did you watch it on Disney Plus? I watched it on Disney Plus. Uh, so I went in there with no idea of what it's supposed to be. It's probably one of the few animated films where I had absolutely no clue uh, about the film whatsoever when I went into watching this. It was just on. It was just on Disney Plus. I was like, yeah, one lazy holiday evening. Uh, let's do this. Let's watch this film, and it's surprisingly very good. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, like. I've seen Lin-Manuel Miranda's last film, uh, Vivo, 
where he wrote the music for it as well. That's why I talked to you about the monkey traveling around. Oh, maybe you're not uh, enjoying that one too much. But yeah, no, that's true. It wasn't great. Um, his music wasn't great in there. I didn't like, especially like it. And I think the last Disney animated film that I enjoyed was maybe Zootopia. I saw Raya and the oh, Last wow. Dragon okay. uh, early this year, and I wasn't blown away by it either. It was especially uh, that was quite disappointing because it was about it was supposed to be about my culture because it was about it was supposed to be about Southeast Asia. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. it has been a while since I've been blown away by a Disney film. Um, this is really good. This is actually really good. Um, so this tells the story of a girl called Mirabelle who's being voiced by Stephanie Beatrice oh, right. from Brooklyn Nine-Nine fame uh, in The Heights. Uh, yes. She was in there as well. Yep. Um, and she comes from a Colombian uh, family who all have gifts or superpowers apart from her. It's like Sky High. It is like Sky High. That's a good kind of Sky High. I love Sky High. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, what I like about this film is that uh, it's very... Down to earth is very grounded. It's all about the family. There's no long journey to go on. Okay. Like, I think I'm pretty tired of journey films now. Okay. <laughs> it's way too many of them. Like Fine. they don't have to go on a long, long trek just to learn a lesson. You know, sometimes you can just do it you can at do home it from the comfort of your own home. Sure, exactly. It's more comfortable that way. Yes. Um, yep. So yeah, I, I enjoy this, and the songs are really good. Uh, I've got someone repeat now on YouTube as well, and you know that's a good uh, song if mm. you do that. Right? Okay. So. There you oh, go. Okay, I'll check it out. Was the other one you wanted to talk about Don't Look Up? Because that's not on my list to talk about. Oh, no. Okay, then let me talk about Don't Look Up. Then. Okay. I have seen it, but I was going to talk about something else. But, so I'll chip in, but go for it. Yes. Uh, since we have a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Look Up was... Uh, and good guess, by the way. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, it's the latest film directed by Adam McKay, who is most well-known for The Big Shot. Uh, this is a satirical science fiction film. Uh, a comet is going to hit Earth. Yes. Basically, and no one seems to care. So this is not like Might be a meteor Armageddon. Ra- a meteor rather than a comet, maybe. But anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not too good cool on space like, stuff, uh, but a big <laughs> rock thing. Yeah. So it's not like Armageddon at all. <laughs> Nothing like Armageddon. You know, there's no Bruce Willis uh, and a bunch of engineers um, no. going up to the no. asteroid to destroy it. Um, or well, well the kind meteor. of is, the kind of is at one point asteroid. That's another thing. What's the difference mm. between asteroid and a meteor? I've got no idea. No, asteroid is the one that's between Mars and Jupiter and doesn't go anywhere. Cool. It just floats around. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> this movie is a big starry vehicle. It has uh, Leo, uh, J Law. Uh, I say this like everyone who know all these people are. Yeah, but yeah. Jennifer Lawrence uh, is back after a long hiatus. Mm. Uh, Meryl Streep, Mark Rylance. Like, I'm basically naming for Academy Award winners here right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, and no, I, 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 well, I was calculating all the um, the different Oscar nominations and wins. I think it must have the most Oscar nominations and wins of any film ever. Kate Blanchett, Timothy Chalamet. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge cast. Matthew Perry uh, had scenes filmed that then got cut. That was very sad. Oh, was there? Ah, yeah. I didn't know that. Jonah Hill, of course. He's got some Oscar nominations. Yep, he does. He does. Oh, uh, yeah. And... Um, so it's on Netflix right now, so feel free to stream it. I thought in general the acting was really good because mm. with a cast like that, you can't really go wrong, can yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, people, people, I mean, they obviously camp it up sometimes and you're chewing the screen at times, but I mean, they're playing characters who have to chew the screen, and <laughs> chew the scene at all times. Really. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So uh, of course they do that. And I, I, I like, it's good to see Jennifer Lawrence back as well. Yeah, it's to remind us how good an actress she is and she's really good. Um, yeah, I just didn't care much for the script. 
Yeah, I I think it was funny, but it would have been just as funny if it was a 10-minute video on YouTube. I think exactly. The, the, the gag is uh, people responding to this meteor like people respond to climate change. Or COVID. Or, or COVID, sure. Uh, but that's it. I mean, that they've, they've, they've put in some other subplots and stuff, but it felt uh, like it was there to bulk the time out. And you think, yeah, we get it. We get the gag. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it isn't as clever as it tries to be. I don't know whether that's the right way of putting it. Like, like everyone's hyping out this film about, oh, wow, this is mind-blowing. Everyone should watch this film. But surely, like, I could write this script. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not that clever in the sense that, maybe I'm just a big cynical person right now, but a lot of things that are happening in the film are things that are happening in real life right now. So it's not like it's anything, it's not like, this movie is not sending any message that I do not know. It's basically. But I think that's. I think similar with the Big Short, it's designed to make people angry as much as it is to make people laugh, mm. and, and it kind of achieves that that goal. But yeah, I, I'm not sure it needed to be featured. Length. Did you ever see Melancholia? No, I've not. Like I say, that was an even less subtle uh, metaphor about a, <laughs> uh, a rock hitting a hitting the earth because the rock was called Melancholia. Um, <laughs> terrible. Maybe the worst one I've ever seen. Anyway. Uh, cool. I, I so would you say people should watch it? I mean, it's not a bad film, and it's good performances. Um, but I, I, I don't think it's like it's. I think it's overhyped. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just really going through the wrong Reddit channels. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. By the way, um, my brother messaged me uh this morning, or yesterday, in fact, uh, as we record, just putting in quotes. Brendan Fraser was the rock of the nineties. Um. I thought we said that. Quoting you from last time, um, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think he was persuaded. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so I saw *Being the Ricardos*, which is the latest uh, Aaron Sorkin film, written and directed. I think it's his second uh, film he's directed uh, after *The Trial of Chicago 7* last year. Uh, well, yeah, well, two years ago now. Uh, it stars Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball and Javier Bardem as her husband. Uh, He's, it's based on reality, albeit they've taken various events from from their lives and clumped them all into one week, which wasn't quite what happened. Uh, and you see her being a, basically being accused of being a communist uh, at the same time as various other things are happening. Uh, as listeners will know, I'm a big fan of Aaron Sorkin. I love his writing. I love uh, his films. Uh, I think I don't know much about Lucille Ball at all, to be honest. I've never seen I Love Lucy. It's not not really part of um, part of my growing up or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always think you need to watch Aaron Sorkin films more than once to really uh, know how good they are because I've had a few like Steve Jobs I didn't think that much of the first time and then I watched it again and I oh this is really great and similarly Charles Cargo 7 I watched twice just because of that uh, so I've only seen this once I don't think it's his best work uh, I think I enjoyed it because I love Aaron Sorkin and, and this was Aaron Sorkin so I'm always going to enjoy it but yep. um, Nicole Kidman is phenomenal I think she'll definitely get an Oscar nomination maybe even win um, she was very very good uh, and as I, said, I don't know okay. whether she was anything like Lucille Ball I assume she was cause, um, but, but just in terms of the performance in general I thought she was phenomenal uh, I think the the script was sometimes a little less subtle than he sometimes is uh, but yeah, I think it's on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, give it give it a watch. Check it out. I don't anymore. You, you don't anymore. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I think I need to watch it again before being definitive. But it's probably it's not breaking my top five Aaron Sorkin films as, at the moment. So, uh, and the other one, going back a bit, uh, I watched Tangled for the first time, huh. uh, and it's great. It's a great film. <laughs> 
Tangled. Uh, this as will be news to very few of you. Uh, is a story of Rapunzel. Uh, I think I'd caught a clip of it before, but uh, I watched it in full on Disney Plus, and I had a great old time. So two thumbs up. Look at this, Colin. There you go. Two you thumbs up for Tangled. Animated films. Yeah. Wow. It was lovely. Is this a new year? Uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> turning up a new leaf. Maybe I no, maybe I'll just go back and mind you all the. Maybe I watched The Princess and the Frog. I never got around to that before. I heard it's that. not a bad. Yeah. Anyway, I, I had a great time with Tangled. We move on, Dijon, uh, to our. Let's do the 2022 preview. Um, where we will talk through various films that come up, say which ones we're looking forward to, and that's it. Really, that's what that's that's what the preview. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> it, right? Things. Well, we're basically going to tell you guys what's on our list on our things to review this year. Really, um, we at the beginning of the year we have a nice good spreadsheet which mm. Colin fills up uh, with uh, all the films that we are planning to review throughout the year. Um, surprises to no one, we pretty much go through all the Marvel films yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, and squeeze everything else in. Tom, um, Colin tries to put in a Tom Cruise film here and there, and I try to put in an animated film here and there. But yeah, that's how it goes. That's, that's how, it how goes. usually how it goes. Really, um, yeah. I've I've broken this down. I'm, I'm feeling we might want to rush through the superhero fairly quickly so that we can talk yep. more because we'll talk about a lot of them a lot throughout the year. Exactly. And then we've got some other blockbuster stuff, so a few Oscar type things, and then uh, other stuff. But let, let's let's rattle through superhero then. Okay. So if for Marvel, we have. In order, chronological order of release, we have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of in the Multiverse of Madness, Thor: Love and Thunder, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and we also have uh, Across the Spider Verse Part One that's coming out. Mm. Um, it's not really technically Marvel; it's really Sony, but it's coming out um, this year as well. And from DC, for the first time, I believe DC is coming out with more films than Marvel is this year. Ooh. They have The Batman, The Flash, Black Adam. And Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. So four DC films as opposed to yeah. Marvel's three. So heated competition there. And there's also for those who like um, dogs, DC League of Super Pets. You've missed out Morbius, Sejan. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that on purpose. Well, maybe I did. <laughs> no one talks about Morbius. I, uh, no, I'd forgotten about DC's League of Super Pets. Oh, dear. Um, so very quickly then, uh, which of those are you looking forward to the most? Eh, across the Spider Verse Part One, obviously. Really, really. I'm, I mean, come on. I love, I love Spider Verse. I'm very excited about that. But I think, I think Multiverse of Madness just pips it. Really? Uh, just because I'm, I'm excited to see what they, what they do with that. See where, ah. they, where they go. And cool. because, because I think Kirsten Dunst will be playing MJ in it. <laughs> ah, I see the vested interest in this man. So yeah, I mean, it's not that wasted. It's very. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I mean, also Thor, also the Batman, also the Flash. Uh, also, yeah, basically, I'm looking forward to all of these apart from Morbius and Black Adam. I'm not that excited by, yeah. uh, and Aquaman too, actually. Basically, the DC ones, I'm not that interested. In. Um, <laughs> no, it's not like, uh, the Flash. I think will be fun. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But yes, yeah, so of all, it's the one I'm looking least forward to is Morbius, and I think it's the only one that doesn't feature on the spreadsheet, actually. Mm, yep, it doesn't feature in my spreadsheet too because I completely forgot about it. Cool. <laughs> um, let's talk other, other blockbusters then. So we've got a few big films coming out this year. We've got the um, Fantastic Beasts three, which I know you're not excited by. Nope. Um, I'm looking forward to going back to this world, although the trailer didn't convince me. If I'm honest, uh, we've got Top Gun Maverick. Tom, <laughs> uh, hopefully. <laughs> Uh, I don't love Top Gun, but I do love Tom Cruise. Uh, we've got Mission Impossible 7. We're both uh, Mission Impossible fans. I think that's fair to say. Well, a Fallout fan. Mission Impossible Fallout fan. Okay. 
That, that was a very good film. That was an excellent film, I have to say. So I'm actually looking forward to this because of uh, how well, how much I love Mission Impossible Fallout. There you go. So. Um, Jurassic World 3, which I'm not excited by at all. Uh, and Avatar 2, which I'm not excited yeah. by. That's, yeah. Um, yeah, of all the lists, Mission Impossible 7 is probably the one that I'm most keen of. And I'm assuming that that's the one that you're forcing me to watch. Because of Tom Cruise, please don't make me watch Tom Gun, Top Gun Two. I'll, 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 <laughs> it's on the spreadsheet no. at the moment, but um, uh, why? <laughs> this is the democracy, John. If you don't want to watch it, then. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but think of our fans, our listeners. Don't... What fans? Oh, we have thousands, uh, and uh, they're all very eager to hear about Top Gun Maverick. Are they really? I think so. I think they've been waiting for two years for Top Gun Maverick, but more particularly to hear what we think about Top Gun Maverick. That's what people <sighs> want to know. Oh. <laughs> fine um, yeah but, I mean Jurassic World because I really didn't like the second one the first one I enjoyed a lot the second one I thought was terrible so yeah I don't know I'll probably still watch this one if it, if the reviews are good but otherwise mm, oh. mm. Oh. and Avatar 2 again I every, every James Cameron film almost <laughs> almost all his films Leading up to it, everyone's like, "Oh, this is this is going to be rubbish. No one's going to like this." And then it does. It, it, then it's huge. So maybe maybe he'll do it again. The the fact that this is one of six sequels or five sequels now makes me dread going through this. Yeah, yeah like, I, I don't want to watch something that's going to be part two of six. I found my three D glasses again the other day, though. So I oh no! <laughs> Remember the days? Remember the days when three D was supposed to be the thing? Ah. Oh. Mm. Yeah, maybe I'll do something clever again. Fine. Um, so I've got a list of a few kind of Oscar-y type things. Yeah. Um, so we, didn't, we haven't got the nominations yet, obviously, but um, we, we know that Belfast is uh, is getting a lot of rave Hype. views. Or um, Kenneth Branagh. Yep. Uh, a film called Coda, which I can't remember what it stands for, but it's... Um, uh, it's Child of Deaf uh, Adults. Thank you. Mistaken. Thank yeah. you. That's nice. That's getting some great reviews. Um, the Tragedy of Macbeth, Denzel Washington. He's getting very well received. Uh, and then a film called Serrano, Joe Wright directed film starring Peter Dinklage, which I'm slightly surprised is in the Oscar conversation from the trailer. But that seems to be uh, up there as well. That's a musical as well. Is it? Yeah. The trailer did not make that clear. <laughs> 2021 was the year of musicals that didn't do very well in the, oh, in the has that, office. Oh, has that already come out in America? Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then I've put down a couple here. that um, The Eyes of Tammy Faye looks good. That's Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield. The trailer looks good for that. And uh, it's about a cult leader, uh, or people in a cult. And a film called 13 Lives, which is um, about the Thailand the Howard film. cave yeah. rescue. looks um, looks interesting. You didn't talk about the unbearable weight of massive talent that's coming out next this year as well. See, that's in my other section. You've, you, you're, <laughs> you, you're putting that in the Oscar section, are you? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage in all his roles, man. I mean, he does have an Oscar. Exactly. I mean, you know. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely interested in watching this film. Exactly, right? <laughs> but... Uh, I, I, I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be winning. All, he's, well, he's probably, he might win like a. I don't know what a, a MTV award or something. Do they still do those? I suppose so. I mean, this was what his career was going towards to win. This is the culmination of how many years of work, Colin. 
It's weird. You, you talk as if you're the world's biggest Nicolas Cage fan, and yet <laughs> you never watch any of these films. No, I was, I was reading someone on a forum recently, and they said they watched 100 Nicolas Cage films last year. What? Oh, 100 of them, and they rated them. He's made 100 like, films? Yeah, 100 feature films. I was like, yeah, I don't think I, I like Nicolas Cage that much <laughs> to do that. Did you watch Pig? No, I don't even watch Pig. Oh, it's supposed to be, be really good. good. Mm. So yeah, of of those, um, is that the one you're most looking forward to? <laughs> um, I I I got Thirteen Lives on the list. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching Thirteen mm. Lives. Um, because it's Viggo Mortensen as well. I haven't seen Viggo Mortensen for a long time. I haven't watched Green Book. Yet, oh, we should so. check it. We should do that and look back on Oscars. I'm done. That's, mm. uh, that's a good film. Yeah, um, Macbeth kind of snuck up on me. It doesn't seem that long since we last had a Macbeth when Michael Fassbender did it. That's probably ten years ago now. I suppose. Yeah. I don't know my Shakespeare well enough uh, to know. Yeah, I, I was in a quiz when I had to like have the difference between Hamlet and Macbeth, and I'm pretty sure I messed it up quite badly. Oh, that was the quiz question. Is it what's the difference no, between Hamlet and Macbeth? That's it's one of those things. It's one of those quizzes where you know they give you it's either Hamlet or Macbeth, uh, and then they give a statement, and then you need to point out one of them was which is the shortest tragedy in Shakespeare's books. I can't remember, I can't remember what the answer was. No, I don't know. That. It's definitely not mm. Hamlet. Though. Hamlet's the longest, I think. Mm. I think. So it's Macbeth then. There you go. Oh, it's one of those two. In which case, fine. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those two. Uh, do you know where Macbeth is from? Scotland. Very good. You see, you're nailing it. <laughs> I, I, oh, I really hope Denzel Washington's doing a Scottish accent. I bet he's yeah, not. That'll be something to see. I haven't seen Denzel in anything for a while now, so... No, I think a lot. Fences, maybe. That's good. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, I think the Eyes of Tammy Faye is probably one, just because I've seen one or a few ones I've actually seen the trailer for, and um, that might be... One I'm most looking forward to that. Uh, so I've got a list of other. Um, well, did you, do you have anything else before I go into the list that you wanted to? Uh, I think they're off into other, but I can. My last thing that I usually do that you always forget is that I do the anim- animated films that come out this year. Yeah, that's why I tend to ignore it just because I know you're yeah, going to exactly. cover it. Because I'll do that, yeah. So lots of sequels are coming out this year. Um, I think because of COVID, animated films are probably the easiest oh, yeah. film to yeah. make. So there are so many sequels. So there's a sequel for Hotel Transylvania, if you're into that. There's a sequel for this Ice Age. Hotel Transylvania 4, is it? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Sequel for Ice Age, uh, no. if you like that. Sequel for Minions, that's coming oh. out. Um, and some new films that are coming out this year as well. There's Turning Red, which is about um, which was created by the director who won an Oscar for Bao, which you hated, Colin. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but this is about red panda and it's cute, so it's fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there's a there is is this a sequel? There is a film for Lightyear, which is about yes. Buzz Lightyear from the Toy Story franchise, and the the film Strange World, which I was surprised that it's coming out end of this year, um, because I'm pretty sure I only announced the news about it a few months ago. So. Mm. Um, that's coming out at the end of the year. So that's all the films that um, as far okay. as I'm aware. You missed off uh, Mario. That's, uh, that's this year, isn't it? Yeah, there are reasons why I missed this up on the <laughs> list, Colin. You're not looking forward to the Mario film? You don't have to bring this up, huh? I mean, like, I, I'm i not an Anya Taylor-Joy fan. <laughs> You're a Chris Pratt fan, aren't you? I am, um, sometimes. Not much nowadays. Okay. I used to be. Uh, we've got Death on the Nile, which uh, I guess I'm kind of looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, apart from the huge pushback uh, since, I mean, it's supposed to be released two years ago, November 2020. Yeah. And there's been a lot of controversial surrounding the cast now as well. So. Oh yeah, Army Hammers in, isn't he? Mm. 
Yeah, he is. Mm. Um, mm, yeah, okay. so who knows how it's going to be. Uh, we've got Elvis, which I'm looking forward to, which uh, is Baz Luhrmann biopic, or music, musical biopic, uh, with Tom Hanks as as the colonel, and I can't remember the guy who's playing Elvis. Un- un- new- unknown, I think. Or fairly unknown. Um, the Railway Children Return, I didn't know was happening, but I used to love The Railway Children growing up. Do you know The Railway Children? I have the book. I've not read it, though. Uh, I, I love well basically I love the, the, the film adaptation I, I, I did read the book as well but the film adaptation I love so there's, there's a, a sequel to that oh. uh, Killers of the Flower Moon which is uh, Martin Scorsese which I think is teaming up Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio uh, for the first time so that's, okay that's, well that's that'll be yeah uh, a film called The Man from Toronto which I'm looking forward to just because I love the city of Toronto um, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing that Uh and it's 1998 already. Uh, we're getting a George Clooney and Julie Roberts rom-com uh, called Ticket to Paradise. Which wow. I don't know anything about it except that uh, it's a George Clooney and Julie Roberts rom-com, which, which would have been the biggest film, maybe, maybe slightly later than that. Maybe it would have been the biggest film of 2002, I think. It would be, yeah. Uh, now, maybe not so much. It would be good to see them again, though. So. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, so that's 2022. Of all the of all the films, Ijan, um, mm-hmm. the, all the non-superhero films, yep. uh, which one are you looking forward to the most? Uh, so there's one about, uh, there's one called She Said. Oh, we've not even talked about She Said, okay. Yeah, there's the one about the journalist that uncovered Harvey Weinstein's oh, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, decades of sexual abuse. Uh, so that's coming out this year. Maybe that. Um, oh, that looks interesting. Is Emily Blunt in that? No. Oh, Kerry Mulligan and, and Zoe Kazan. Mm-hmm. Kerry Mulligan's in it. So. That does sound good. Um, I'd say the one I'm most looking forward to is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Can't wait. Can't hey! Wait someone, <laughs> finally, finally. Um, let's do look back in Oscars, Ijan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Wow. Just, just messing around with the system. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it's uh, okay. it's the segment... It's just throwing me off completely now. I thought it might. Um, it's the <laughs> segment where we uh, where we watch a film that's won the Best Picture Oscar. Uh, and then we talk about that film. And the film that we're covering this time is American Beauty. Mm-hmm. Zijan, have I given you enough time to find your notes on American Beauty? Yes. Lovely. Um, so, directed by Sam Mendes. It stars uh, Kevin Spacey um, as Lester Burnham, an advertising executive who has a midlife crisis when he becomes infatuated with his teenage daughter's best friend. Uh, it also stars Annette Benning, Tora Birch um, as the family of Karen Spacey's, um, and Nina Suwari as the teenage daughter's best friend. <laughs> um, at Oscars, this won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Cinematography. So basically, four of the five main ones, basically, if they won, they were won Best Actress, then... Mm. One of the big five. Um, uh, would have been one of only three films. Yeah, exactly, films. yeah. This was Sam Mendes' uh, directorial debut for was a it? film. Yeah. Okay. So I was quite surprised. Um, he's more well-known as a theatrical director. He did like uh, Oliver, I believe, in Cabaret, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I was very surprised. Uh, yeah, I didn't uh, know this. that. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Yeah, I, I watched it today. I'd, I'd seen it before, but over a decade ago. Um, and I wasn't paying masses of attention uh, to it. I was, I, as I was watching it, I thought this is a really unpleasant film. Um, I think it's meant to be. Which that way. Is, yeah, yeah, it's meant to be absolutely. And I was thinking this reminds me of Fight Club and being John Malkovich, which mm. are two really unpleasant films. 
and I looked them up and they were all released in 1999. I think, was 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 the vibe of 1999 just unpleasantness? Was that what was going on? What happened in 1999? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think what would have happened in 1999 to make everyone so miserable. Or at least the year before, right? So. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh, France 98, England got knocked out on penalties by Argentina. Maybe that's what everyone was reacting to. <laughs> that was it. That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, so it's one of those things that I'm, uh, I can admire it, but I'm never really going to like it because I just don't mm. like films that are that unpleasant, where, where mm. everyone is horrible uh, and there's no sympathetic characters at all and it's just mean. Oh, yep. that's, that's not my kind of thing at all so I, I didn't really get on with it no no I, I get that as well like again like you I've seen this a long long time ago uh, I remember it's one of those films that my my dad would bring back on a pirated DVD oh, yeah. that's the big thing in Malaysia anyway uh, it's probably not a thing to watch with your kids though <laughs> I'm pretty sure there are a no. lot of scenes in it that I was like yeah <laughs> yeah well because we would have been what 14, 15 at this point exactly yeah, where it came out ago. so and I think yeah 13, 14 um yeah, I mean, fairly early on, you get Kevin Spacey masturbating in the shower. And then you, <laughs> yeah, I, I think at that point, if I didn't watch this with my parents, well, I imagine they would have switched off at that point. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I watched it too with my, my parents, and I'm not too sure what they were thinking about that. <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, it's supposed to be a satire of, a, of a kind of American suburban life, which neither of us have experienced. Um, oh. So I guess we don't necessarily get all the, the satirical points. It's also got a, a young Wes Bentley in it. Um, he was a he's a good actor as a very creepy neighbor, mm. uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's just... I, I I like that. If, okay, some things I like. I like the film was framed as a murder mystery. Yes. Uh, for yeah. those who do not know, um, Kevin Spacey's character um, has announced at the beginning that he's dead, basically, and mm. uh, throughout the film, they're trying to announce, uh, trying to find out who killed him. So that that was quite fun in a sense that you know it's yes. framed like that. Yeah, uh, it's quite different. Uh, Chris yeah. Cooper is very good in it as the uh, as the father of the next door neighbor. Mm. I thought he was very good, uh, and would later go on to play Norman Osborn in Amazing Spider-Man Two. Oh, huh. There you go. Wow. Uh, wow, I didn't know that. I got a, my new thing is to whenever I watch a film just to uh, figure out what superhero <laughs> roles the characters <laughs> in the film have played. Um, well, Thora Birch was in uh, Ghost World, wasn't she? Which isn't really superhero, but it's comic book. Ah, um, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, well, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I think of the the actors who were in there. Um, I think I mean Annette Bening is big back then as well. And she was like, in Captain Marvel. There you go. She was in Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, um, I watched it a second time. It was, it was I enjoyed it. I can see why. I can see why it won. Yeah. Okay. I I can't really. I didn't look to see what it was up against. Um. Yeah, people must just be very miserable. I was—I don't remember being that miserable in 1999. <laughs> oh. We were only 14 then, Colin. Yeah, having, having the time of my life. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, that was it. Um, that was that was uh, that one. American Beauty. Academics love it apparently. Um, next time we are going to do actor factor, where we look at the films of a particular actor, and um, we're going to do Bill Camp. Which is a name you might not recognise because he's uh, he's not exactly a leading actor, but you will have definitely. I think you'll recognise him when you see him, and he'll he'll have been in lots of films you've seen. 
Uh, I'm only saying him just because I was watching a few films with him in recently. I think, oh, he comes up a lot. And I looked him up and thought, oh, he's done a great, he's had a great career. So Bill Camp. Uh, will be wow. the next time. Okay, cool. Um, we move on then, Zijan, to, uh, to the C to Z Awards. Um, I like that my name is in it, even though I didn't do anything <laughs> in it. Well, so every now and again, I uh, usually I throw one to you to see if you've got anything to add. So maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll do that a couple of times. Uh, oh, no. Just, just to keep you on your toes. So you, can't Why? Just, so you can't just drift off this, this section. I mean, it's a time where I can play my video game. <laughs> what video game are you playing these days? No, I'm not, nothing no, much. I'm not Okay. Um, it's the, we look back at 2021 and we give a series of awards. Uh, and the first award is a recurring award. Um, it's, a, it's an old favourite. It's the Huntsman. It's oh. not, no, it's the Huntsman Winter's War Award for the movie that no one wanted. Um, ah. The title taken from my ongoing and now probably what six-year-old disbelief that the Huntsman Winter's War was a was a film that was made, uh, and it's the award for films that no one wanted. Uh, in third place, uh, it's Space Jam: A New Legacy. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, mm-hmm. Second place, uh, Boss Baby: Colon Family Business. <laughs> so big surprise, um, but a runaway winner for a, such an inexplicable choice to make this film um it's snake eyes gi joe origins oh poor henry golding poor henry Golding. i don't understand why they thought tell you you know those two films that no one watched let's make a prequel to them i, I don't understand <laughs> uh, it Susan. i don't understand it now you're a fan of henry golding yep did you watch snake eyes gi joe origins nope <laughs> i go. mean this this is a character that doesn't speak no and, and don't, what did and, they do and you in the pre- see him maybe yeah what did they do in the prequel is that they made him speak did they yeah they did well I suppose you get Henry Golding you're going to make him speak yeah. aren't you good well <sighs> there you go madness but at least they've won this award um, award number two is the, the best return to a franchise playing a different character uh, there's a lot of nominees here Susan okay um, Firstly, have you seen Matrix Resurrections? Nope. Neither have I. Um, but I'm assuming they probably do that. So, <laughs> so there's a, a kind of a, a vague award for may, maybe people in that film, assuming that probably happened. <laughs> uh, sixth place uh, goes to Gemma Chan, uh, who returned to the MCU playing uh, Cersei, Cersei, having previously played someone in Captain Marvel, whose okay. name escapes me. Uh, in fifth place, uh, another favourite of yours is Michelle Yeoh, uh-huh. uh, who returns to Shang-Chi, having previously played someone else in the MCU. And again, I can't remember who. Guardians of Galaxy 2. And I don't think she even got a speaking role. She was just there. Just just there. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, next, we have Linda Carter, uh, who was returning to the Wonder Woman franchise. Uh, I forgot that, yeah. Famously, she was Wonder Woman in the TV series. And in this, she was in a post credit scene playing some goddess yes i can't remember the name of that goddess Me neither this is i think the only reference to bond woman 1984 in the awards i really wanted to get some reference into uh what's her name barbara choosing to be a cat but i couldn't i couldn't crowbar into any of these awards the wonder woman 84 come out this year wow it did right, year. right right at the start of 2021 oh, yeah. it feels like such a long time ago it feels like a feels like a 2020 film it feels like, it feels like a lifetime ago Hmm. Yeah. Uh, in third place, it's Rita Marino, 
Ah, West Side Story. She returns to the West Side. I've taken some liberties with the phrase franchise here. Yeah. <laughs> but she returns to the West Side Story. <laughs> I've always wanted to know the West Side Story franchise. <laughs> the prequels and the sequels. <laughs> Who wants to, uh, What happens to Maria now? The Shucks and the Jets get along. Mm. But now we know. Um, anyway, she's back. She's, uh, she previously... I've forgotten all the names. She played one of the main ones. And she played she, Anita. Anita, thank you. And now she's the oh, she's the shot. Yeah, she she won an Oscar for playing Anita, and there's hype for her winning the Oscar as well for her role. She's not going to win an Oscar for that. Yeah. I'm sorry, Rita Marie. She was good, but no, no. Wow. Yeah, you're not on the committee then. She doesn't even win this award. Um, in second place, it's Vanessa Hudgens, who. Uh, was back in the Princess Switch Three, colon romancing the star, and uh, <laughs> if the 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 poster of it I saw on Netflix is anything to go by, she played a new character in that. Yeah, oh. she does. There you yeah. go, because <laughs> she's blonder than the other ones, I think. Hmm. Um, have you seen Princess Switch Three, colon romancing the star? No. No. You sure? No. So, oh, you may be wrong here. I'm not sure because, like. In Princess Switch One, yes, she had already played two characters, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. So in Princess Switch Two, she already played three. Characters. Did she play three in that one? Yeah, so I'd be surprised uh, if she's asked to play four in these characters. I've only seen the, I've only seen the first one. Yeah, so mm, okay, <laughs> okay. Let me Google this while you continue on with this. Uh, but the winner uh, is Rachel Lee Cook, uh, who returns to the They're All That franchise, um, previously playing the lead in She's All That. <laughs> is now playing the mother in He's All That, uh, a film that I wouldn't want to get into the end of 2021 without remembering. It's um, one of the highlights of the year. Uh, not the same character, but when she hears Sixpence None the Richer singing... Um, there she goes. There she goes. She says, why do I know this song? And dances. <sighs> Congratulations, uh, Rachel Lee Cook. Uh, you won the award. So are, you, are you Googling something? I am still Googling. Okay. Um, um, in which case, I can move on while you do that. To uh, it's another returning award. It's the Anna Kendrick You Should Fire Your Agent Award. My favorite award. It's your favorite award. Uh, there's only one nominee this year, and it's Anna Kendrick. Um, she is the victor of her self-titled award. Oh, hey, uh, I think that's an achievement, is all right, right? What's that? That is an achievement. It's an achievement. She's never actually won it before. So this is uh, congratulations, Anna. Uh, you only made one film this year. It was Stowaway. It. Uh, I watched it. I kind of got to the end and thought, is that it? And it sank without a trace. Uh, that's the only film you made this year. The only other thing you're doing is a film called Alice Darling, which looks like it won't do anything. That's not really a bad film though, right? It's still, still away, still away. I just, it's just nothing. Mm. It was just nothing. Um, yeah, I've Googled it, Colin. Yes. You need to change your order. All oh, right, is she out? She's already played all three characters and she only played three characters in the third film as well. Oh, I'm, so, oh, I'm sorry, Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> well, that's a... Uh, I feel like... Uh, it's embarrassing. It is, it's, it's a huge mix-up. I feel like, what's his name? Um, Warren Beatty. <laughs> Warren Beatty. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens is struck from the list, which is, is good news for Rita Marina, Linda Carter, Michelle Yeoh, Gemma Chan, and possibly people from The Matrix, because uh, you all get bumped off a slot. Um, for the first time, teacher, I have the anti-Anna Kendrick You Should Give Your Agent a Raise Award ah. uh, for people who have had a great 2021. Uh, in fourth place, it goes to Zendaya. Um, she was, of course, in Spider-Man No Way Home. She was in Dune, uh, which was pretty big. And she was in Malcolm and Marie, which was a pretty decent Netflix film. She's uh, a great actress, isn't she? The more I watch her, the more I really appreciate... Her. 
she she her as an actress i think she's wonderful she is very good she is very mm-hmm. good um the reason she's down in fourth is because she also voiced lola bunny in space jam a new legacy <laughs> um, which knocked her down a couple of spots uh, another great actress, Olivia Coleman, comes in at third. She did um, The Father, which is a very good film from earlier in the uh, year. Uh, she yeah. she voiced uh, Robots in the Mitchells versus the Machines, which is a really good film. Uh, and she's the lead in The Lost Daughter, which I've not yet seen. Me neither, and she's getting lots of Oscar buzz for mm, it as well. Apparently very good. So it's a great year for her. Um, but she comes slightly below J.K. Simmons, who has had the year of his life, this guy. So he was uh, he was also in Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in uh, Being the Ricardos, the, the Aaron Sorkin, Lucille Ball mm-hmm. film I mentioned. Uh, he was in Palm Springs, which um, feels like it came out a very long time ago, but only came out, oh, wow. only came out in 2021 uh, in the UK. Uh, he was in Ride the Eagle, which is a kind of a low-budget indie film I saw uh, a couple of days ago, which mm. got filmed during COVID. Uh, apparently he was in Ghostbusters Afterlife, which you've seen. Uh, he... He was apparently in that in a fairly small role and got Maybe. killed, apparently. Um, ah. He was in The Tomorrow War, which I've not seen, but was was a pretty big film. He was in a film called National Champions, which I've never heard of. Wow. That's, that's a lot of films for one year. Um, He's kept himself busy, right? He has kept very busy, but it only got some seconds, because the winner for the Anti-Anna Kendrick You Should Give Your Agent a Raise Award was everyone who won an Oscar for Nomadland. Because <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> This might be a personal feeling more than... So harsh, Colin. <laughs> so, so harsh. Everyone who won anything from Nomadland, congratulations. You conned everyone. I don't know how you did it. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's... Yeah. Just don't get it. I mean, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't get it either. It's... Yeah. I, I watched The Father and The Father... I prefer that a lot so much better. Than, yeah. Anyway, I've just given them another award, so well done them. Um, <laughs> uh, award number five is the pleasant surprise of the year. Let's make it a bit nicer. Oh, wow. That's not common for this award. No, these, these are generally quite mean, but I've gotten nice for this one. Um, in fourth place, it's it's Camilla Cabello. Camilla Cabello? Camilla Cabello? Oh. However she pronounces her name. Camilla Cabello. Um, who I believe is, is one of the biggest pop stars in the world. And I saw her in Cinderella and I thought she was good. Oh really? I've not seen Cinderella, mm. but I the film, yeah, the film itself is, is you know it's fine, it's all right. But I I, I was surprisingly uh, uh, beguiled by her Cinderella. Huh, interesting. There you go. Um, third place, uh, Gerard Butler in Greenland. What personal personal? Uh, I have a personal yeah, against Gerard Butler. <laughs> uh, I don't like him. Uh, I don't know why he gets roles, but I quite I quite liked him in this film. Pleasant surprise. Um, Which was it? Sorry, uh, in that. Greenland, it was um, a kind huh. of end of the world apocalyptic. Uh, I mean, he only does end of the world apocalyptic thing. films, right? I guess so. I guess so. Is that true? Has he made uh, any others? He does a lot of hero action. Sure, work, doesn't he? Uh, I don't know. I don't watch his films, but it was um, pretty good. Um, second place, a film called Friend Zone, which I talked about on to see or not to Z um, some time ago. It was a French romantic comedy, which I very much enjoyed on Netflix, and I recommend everyone checking out. Um, I was a surprise. Uh, but the winner for Pleasant Surprise of the Year was the um, the Matrix Resurrections trailer. Because uh, I was like, I'm, I was not interested in this film at all. And I saw the trailer and thought, this looks awesome. Um, I've since heard from various different friends that it's terrible, the film. But but the trailer was a nice surprise. So, uh, <laughs> Are you going to watch it then? 
I'm gonna wait for streaming. I think. <laughs> I don't want to ruin the, the glorious moment the trailer gave me. Of the trailer. <laughs> uh, my, my friend Richard texted to say it was horrendous. My friends Rick and Jen said it was terrible. Um, so that's enough to make me not go to the cinema this time. <laughs> yes. um, uh, prize number six, award number six, goes to the uh, the movie title that sounds most like a superhero. Uh, in third place, it's Candyman. Okay. Yep. Uh, pretty much just does what it says on the tin this round um, yep. this award uh, number two goes to Dev Patel as the Green Knight yep, yep. But, uh, I mean like what's his name is playing the Black Knight soon as well in fact uh, he's not as the Green Knight he's as Gawain in the film the Green Knight um, who's playing the Black Knight uh, what's his name from the Eternals um, Richard Madden no the boyfriend of uh, oh uh, yeah Jon Snow Jon Snow. Jon Snow is playing the black man. Jon Snow is the character, not the actor. <laughs> Kit something? Kit Harrington. Yeah, Kit Harrington. Yeah, okay. Uh, but the winner uh, of the movie title that sounds most like a superhero is uh, the Sparks Brothers. <laughs> they sound like a fairly unimpressive super set of couple of superheroes, but... Uh, I can see that working, yeah. yeah. Uh, award number seven goes for the most confusing age discrepancy. Um, okay. Uh, in fourth place, there's quite a few... I just realised I spelled something wrong. Uh, quite a few uh, contestants for this one. Uh, fourth place, uh, it goes to being in the Ricardos for Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem. Uh, there's a line of dialogue saying that uh, Javier Bardem's character is six years older than Nicole Kidman's character. In fact, mm-hmm. he's two years younger. It's in fourth place because it's not that confusing, to be honest. <laughs> um, second, uh, third place, uh, it goes to No Time to Die. Um, from Rami Malek apparently being the same age in uh, when Leah Sido was 12 as to when she was 12 years <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one um, second place it goes to um, Venom Let There Be Carnage for Woody Harrelson and Naomi Harris apparently being the same age yeah. um, they, when they're kids they're the same age when they grow up they're those two um, the winner though Goes to uh, Anya Taylor Joy, Daniel Rigg, Sam Claflin, and Terence Stamp for Last Night in Soho uh, on the basis that uh, Anya Taylor Joy is supposed to grow up to be Diana Rigg and Sam Claflin is supposed to grow up to be Terence Stamp. Uh, Diana Rigg and Terence Stamp are the same age. Anya Taylor Joy is 10 years younger than Sam Claflin. Uh, but it wins on tiebreakers based on the fact that Anya Taylor Joy looks absolutely nothing like Diana Rigg and would never. They're not the same person. It's a good know. list. I like that. It's, um, it's fun. Um, the eighth award is for the least subtle metaphor of the year. Um, third place. Uh, third place goes to my favourite film of the year, uh, In the Heights, um, for the song "Powerless," <laughs> where the lack of the lack of electrical power. <laughs> Is a not very subtle metaphor. For I don't think they're going for subtlety there, Colin. <laughs> in any point. <laughs> no, no. Um, but come on, come on. Uh, in second place, it's the film Passing. Do you know the film Passing? It's, mm, no. it's on It's a good film. Uh, Rebecca Hall's directorial debut. It's uh, Tessa Thompson and Ruth Negger. Um, Ruth Negger plays a, a, a black woman who is passing as a white woman, so she's basically pretending to be white. Yeah. Uh, and her husband thinks she's white and all this. Uh, and it's a good film, very well acted, um, but it's it's filmed in black and white. Um, it's a very unsettled directorial metaphor. Uh, uh, yep. Cool. 
Uh, but the winner by a long stretch, even against such uh, such strong contenders, uh, is Don't Look Up for literally everything in that film. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It was a, a clear winner. Uh, um, I was thinking that when you say that category, it's like, yeah, there's no look up to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the ninth award, um, it's the it's the Bruce Willis You Really Phoned It In award. Um, although Bruce Willis isn't on the list. But uh, in fifth place is uh, Melissa McCarthy for Thunder Force. If you remember Thunder Force. Oh, wow. This is like a throwback, and it's not even that long ago as well. No, it seems to, it hasn't hit the zeitgeist, but I'm bringing it back. And she really phoned in her superhero film. Uh, but not as much as Michelle Williams phoned in her performance in Venom Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> yeah, she saw it. Uh, she, she comes in fourth there. Great actress. 100% correct. Yeah. Um, third, and I like him, but he's really phoning the stuff in. It's Ryan Reynolds for both um, The Red, Red Notice and I can only assume The Hitman's Wife Bodyguard, a film I've not seen. Uh, but I'm, I can only assume he phoned that in. Uh, he's... He might have been higher, except he did free free guy, which I thought was really good. So uh, he's only in third place. Uh, second place, Ben Affleck for the Justice League reshoots, um, particularly that bit where he's talking to the mouth, uh, Martian Manhunter, <laughs> where he barely got bothered getting out of bed for that film. <laughs> uh, but the winner against against strong contenders. Um, and I, it's an anonymous person. I don't know who it was, but whoever it was um, who decided that the best title for a new Suicide Squad film was The Suicide Squad. Um, come on, guys. I mean, um, DC has a, has a thing for putting those in front of things and and that's it. I mean, we have The Flash coming out and The Batman, so... The final award of the um, of the CZ Awards for 2021. Um, usually Zijan... It's a film that uh, it's an award for um, the best omission of MJ. No, no, I know what you're thinking, Susan. I know what you're thinking. There's an obvious one. Come on. Um, There is, there are two contenders, but one of them has been disqualified. Um, The makers of Spider Man No Way Home have been disqualified from this country because their omission of Kiss and Dunst MJ was a travesty. Absolute travesty that I've talked about. Give us a rest. Um, Zijan, usually you usually you win an award in this, um, but this year I win an award uh, for the best omission of MJ um, for my editing of our No Time to Die episode, where I cut out a number of references to Michael Jackson uh, that never made it. To that work, I made that you made. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think I left one in, but um, if anyone ever listens to the raw tapes of that episode, hey, those were very good cuts, by the way. It's the only reason we're still allowed on the internet. Is, uh, <laughs> uh, and there you go. That's the CZ Awards for 2021. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. You've done yourself every single year, Colin. I always enjoy that a lot. I always mm. enjoy that. Um, lots of fun. And now we move on to our quiz on the films of Roland Emmerich. Our first for the year. Mm, after uh, after my spectacular victory last year. Oh, devastating defeat. And what a pointless last quiz there was as well. Yes, true. True, but it's a clean slate. Uh, the year is fresh. Uh, and we start with this question, Zijan. Uh, what two initials are the prefix for every Universal Soldier in the film Universal Soldier? What two initials? So they're all something, something, and then some numbers. Ooh. Oh, that's a good question because I have no clue. Okay. 
Well, you've got a, a, one, clearly... a one in 676 chance because there's two. I'm going to go because the questions that come out like this is always your name, Colin. So CT. <laughs> Uh, it's GR. Um, I tried to find what they what it stood for, but apparently they don't tell you until the third film. And I couldn't be able to take that far. Mm. So. Question one for me is that if you add up all the numbers appearing in the titles of Emmerich's <laughs> films, what would you get? That's a great question. That's a great question. Um, well, he did 2012. Um, I can't immediately think of any other film he did that had numbers in the title, but I'm sure he did. Otherwise, you wouldn't ask this question. Yep. Uh, I can give you a clue. There are three films that he did with numbers in it. All right. In which case... I don't know why I give you a clue for the first question of the year. 2022. Uh, <laughs> no, it's 12,056. That was close. Oh, he did 10,000 BC, didn't he? He did 10,000 BC, so that's 10,000. And then he did Moon 44. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, Independence Day was the highest grossing movie of which year? Uh, 1996. Very right? good, yes. Version uh, 2 is on Independence Day. Independence Day holds the record for the most of what to appear in one film. It was estimated that more of these were used in this film than in any two films combined. Till now, actually. Ooh, that's a good question. Uh-huh. I mean, it feels like it's explosions, but is it going to be explosions? There must be. Uh, I'm going to say explosions. No, they are miniature models. Okay. So, uh, because after that, um, com- computer generated effects became much better, so they stopped using miniatures uh, after that. So, they oh. used a lot of miniatures back then. Well, that's fun. Good question. Um, question three Who played President James Sawyer in White House Down? <sighs> President, it's the president, right? Yep. It's the president, it's Jamie Foxx. It is Jamie Foxx, correct. <laughs> yeah. uh, question three. Anonymous is a period drama depicting the life of whom and suggests that he was the actual author of all of Shakespeare's plays? The Earl of Oxford. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, question four is also a question on uh, Anonymous. Uh, who did Rafe Spall play in Anonymous? The Shakespeare, he, right? He did, yes. Yeah. Um, question four. Which of Roland Emmerich's films is touted to be the highest grossing Hollywood film to be made in Canada? Ever. Ooh. Till now. Well, I know that The Day After Tomorrow was filmed in Canada. I assume most of his films are filmed in Canada, to be honest, but um, I'm going to say that one. That's correct. Oh, I, I, I saw that, discovered that today and I tried to find pictures um, to see if I recognised any of it, but I couldn't find it. Um, question five if you get this you've got you've won the quiz um, which film did Spike Lee describe as a complete whitewashing of history in a letter to the Hollywood Reporter uh, it has to be Stonewall right I'll go with Stonewall because the Patriot was also quite bad for I mean most of I've been going through his list of stuff and they've been quite badly reviewed for his yeah. inaccuracy in so many ways <laughs> A lot of his films are very inaccurate. Yes. So I'm going to go with Stonewall. Uh, it was The Patriot, I'm afraid. Ah, oh, dang it. That's what it does. Also, 2012 was way off. I, that didn't happen at all. Oh. Huh. Wow. Uh, question five. Uh, both Godzilla and Independence Day Resurgence were nominated for the exact same four Raspberry Awards. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know whether it would be nice or not, but name three of them. Oh, that's generous. Um, it's going to be worst 
sequel tie-in or rip-off or whatever, whatever the words. I think it's just worst sequel type thing. Uh, yep. Worst director. Yep. And worst film. Yep. What's the last one you think? Ooh. Uh, I don't think they do a special effects one. Um, worst duo. No. Nah, worst screenplay. A screenplay, okay. Uh, which makes it three all CJ. It's a draw for the first quiz of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we quizzing on next time? Ooh, okay. This is bad because I broke down the Lego movies here, but I'm pretty sure we've done it already. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll put it. So, all, all, all the Lego movies? All the ones, including Ninjago. Including <laughs> Ninjago, okay. Um, and well, I'm pretty sure we've done it already. Well, I'll, I'll check this project. I don't remember doing it, but. Uh, Maybe. Uh, and do you know, I'm going to check how carefully you've read this project. Do you know what our main topic is for next time? Is this the one where we talk about films that came out 20 years? 10 it years, is. 20 years ago. 20, yeah, 20 years ago. Yay. 2002 in film. Uh, wow. Let's see if they're any happier than they were in 1999. They probably are. <laughs> we'll see you then. Bye.